0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Chapter 17 of the Gospel of John, as we mentioned the last time we're together, is known as the imp sanctuary of the Gospels. And in it, Jesus now is going to show us a side of him, a depth, if you will, of him that we have yet to see thus far in the Gospels. In verse 1 of chapter 17, it said, Jesus said these things, then lifting up his eyes to heaven, he said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, so he'll give eternal life to all whom has been given to him. Now, Jesus, he understood something that many of us never grasp, and that is that prayer is not a way to get what we want or our will done. It's a way to get God's will done through us and to participate in the fullness of God's inevitable plan. Once we grasp this crucial fact that the way we pray and our attitudes towards prayer, it's going to change things dramatically. One might think Jesus is actually selfishly seeking his own here by saying, Glorify me. But you got to know that Jesus knew what that meant. He knew that to be so glorified, well, that wasn't some lofty, comfortable role. No, I mean, that was something that was rather the calling to martyrdom. He knew that obedience meant death by crucifixion. He was manifesting and other-centered heart by saying what he said. He sought such a path, so we might be here today, blessed, redeemed, and eternal. Jesus made a decision so that we would be in a position to choose the same ourselves. No, not the path to crucifixion, but yes, the sacrifice for others that is the essence of what he did, Sadly, many, if not most of us, will fail to ever understand that concept. These folks that I speak of, they never move beyond church and, and they never move into Christian community because they don't want anyone to count on them or they don't want to give of themselves. They're customers, not co-workers. wonder how many of us are brave enough today to go before God in the way Jesus was doing and essentially ask, how am I doing, Lord? I mean, how many of us really want a progress report? No matter what we think we are and what we think we might be doing for his kingdom, let me ask you, who's getting the glory? Jesus was adept at doing great things. And the people, well, they responded by giving glory to God. He calls upon us to do the same. Matthew 5:16 says, "Even so, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and response gang and glorify your Father who is in heaven." Great verse, Matthew 5:16. Going on to verse three of our text, it says, "This is eternal life. This is again, part of Jesus' prayer to the Father. This is eternal life that they should know you, the only true God. And whom you sent, Jesus Christ. I think we're all familiar with the scriptural premise that says, Believe on Christ and you will be saved. Now, sadly, this is rarely looked at with the correct heart and eyes. So often, it is rather a poor attempt at a get out of jail free card. Salvation then is relegated to an intellectual position, a mental understanding of his existence and his deity. These folks find their faith manifested, oftentimes in, well, what could be lots of studying or listening to a lot of Bible teachings. Oh, well, they might go so far as to study the Greek meanings of words and pore over numerous pop culture articles and books and teachings of men, and and they call that Christianity. Now, while all of that may be good stuff, it can often become a replacement for actually knowing God. And seldom does it find root in a relationship with him. This, because there is no innate drive to know him. And we don't want to know him intimately. We don't want to know him personally or dramatically. And of course, it never finds its way to our feet and hands. Jesus here speaks of just what it means to be born again. To really be part of this eternal life thing. He says, this eternal life is given, and and note the language, not just so that we can go to heaven when we die, but it has been given to us so that we can know God. That is eternal life, so that we can know God and know the only true God and know Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. So let's see if we have a handle on this. We are saved so that we can know God. Okay, but do we? Again, not know of him, nor even know about him, but know him. Because there's a big difference between all of those words. To know, quote unquote, here is a form of that Greek word, gnosko. And that word means that we are saved so that we can come to know God through our experiences with him. This is the walk of faith, gang. Everything else—our service, our joy and peace, our maturing and knowledge and sanctification—all of that comes out of that experiential walk with Him. Without such, well, we really have nothing. Remember how Jesus condemned those who stood before Him, those that had done so many works and and were even part of the miraculous events. Yet the according to Christ, were still lost because they never knew him. This relationship he seeks from us would be of no value had Christ not been glorified. The writer of Hebrews certainly expresses this truth in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, where he says, But we see him who has been made a little lower than the angels, Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he should taste of death for everyone. For it became him for whom are all things and through whom are all things in bringing many children to glory to make the author of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Bringing many children to glory to make the author of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So note the words, bringing many children to glory, because in such, it makes the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. The word perfect, it means complete, it means whole and accomplished. Does it seem right therefore that we would somehow be made perfect without suffering if it wasn't so for him? That we would somehow find completion and maturity and spiritual wholeness not through suffering but through comfort and ease? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.